This is Vincent, and you're listening to Liberal Lies, Liars, and True Believers. We all know that liberals lie. They lie all the time. And their friends in the media lie, too. Their uninformed, true believers claim that liberals are the smartest people in the room. But facts prove that wherever they have power, there's only failure. Our job is to expose their lies, to stand up to their lies, and to keep our freedom. Please, Rudy G., I hope you're not lying to me. Do you hear that, Rudy? I'm serious about this. This is too important to too many people for you to be playing some silly game. You've got to have the goods here. You've had a great career as a prosecutor, and the job you did in cleaning up New York City when you were the mayor was outstanding. You proved that it could be done at a time when people had given up on the greatest city in the world. I remember being in New York City before you were the mayor and being afraid for my life on more than one occasion. Gangs of street criminals would rob and terrorize people, and the police were nowhere to be found. They'd steal women's purses and push people down, and if you were wearing a gold chain, they'd rip it off and run away. If you drove your car into the city, whenever you'd stop at a red light, gangs of people with squeegees would surround your car and they'd start to clean your windshield and then demand money. If you didn't pay them, they'd rip off your windshield wipers. After you were elected, Rudy, it all stopped. You could walk the streets in safety and drive your car without being attacked by squeegee gangs. But the other day, Rudy... The other day, your, your press conference was very shaky and very disappointing, too. Where was the evidence? As a former federal prosecutor, and a damn good one, too, you know all about evidence. It's what you use to convince the judge and jury that the perp is guilty. It's how you get the criminals off the streets and locked up in prisons, at least until some Democrat lets them out. At first, when you started talking about all the evidence that you had and the people who had signed sworn statements under penalty of perjury, statements that prove that there was massive voter fraud, I was hopeful. I thought, hey, maybe this is real. Maybe Rudy and his band of lawyers have something here. I have to admit that before the press conference, I was very skeptical. Of course, I knew that there had been cheating. I worry when Democrats don't cheat because that means they're so far ahead that they don't need to cheat. But, Rudy, as your press conference went on and on, I was expecting to hear from witnesses or to see something concrete. But you didn't give me anything to hang on to, nothing that would give me hope, that this election would be overturned and we could avoid four long years of Joe Biden and his nonsensical thoughts. I thought maybe we wouldn't have to listen to four years of Crazy Bernie and the bird-brained bartender screeching that they don't have enough influence at the White House. I thought we could avoid four years of politicians preaching to us about racism and climate change. But as each minute passed, Rudy, my confidence level went way down and down and down. And by the end of the press conference, I was back to thinking that maybe we don't have a chance. And what was that black stuff you were sweating all over your face, Rudy? What's up with that? I kept on watching as it leaked down your face, and I thought it was going to drip onto your shirt and leave a stain. It wasn't a good look, Rudy. No serious prosecutor sweats hair dye all over his face. And then finally, finally you wiped it off, and I could start paying attention to what you were saying again. 
but then you kept wiping the sweat off your face and your head for the rest of the press conference. Nobody else was sweating. I was getting worried about you. The next day, I expected to see some commercials on television. Commercials for men's hair dye. Don't be like Rudy Giuliani. Use our hair coloring. It'll never sweat all over your face like his brand. You can feel safe knowing that millions of people won't be watching those embarrassing rivers of brown run down your face and nearly stain your white shirt. Look for it in the men's section of your local drugstore. And then we heard all about those lawsuits that were being dismissed, and you gave some BS answer about you dropping it because it wasn't needed because the board of canvassers had already ruled in your favor. But then we heard that that wasn't true. And then one of the people you named, a person who had a sworn statement, they'd made it under penalty of perjury, that person's complaint had been thrown out by a judge because he said it was only speculation. That was very disappointing, Rudy. And I wish that I had been counting the number of times you said under penalty of perjury. Under penalty of perjury. It seemed like it was a hundred times. You said it as if that meant it was the real deal. As if it meant that the judge had to take it seriously and he would never throw out the complaint because it was only speculation. You made it sound like if you signed something under penalty of perjury, that meant there would be an investigation and a trial and there would be evidence given and then the election could be overturned and there'd be no moving vans outside the White House waiting to move stuff back to Miralago. But then it sounded like maybe there won't be a trial and maybe the Supreme Court won't even hear your case. And maybe Donald Trump will need that moving van after all. And then, when you were in court presenting your case for one of the states, the judge asked you if you were accusing that state of election fraud. And you said, no, that's not what we're saying. Well, then what are you saying? Then, that woman named Sidney, Sidney Powell, She's a lawyer. She talked about voting machines and conspiracies. And she was talking about the Clinton Foundation and George Soros and people from Cuba and Venezuela. And I think she even said that there were people from outer space working with some computer companies to change the vote count and throw the election to Joe Biden. Or maybe it was Fidel Castro, but he's dead. And Joe Biden, well, he just sometimes acts dead. Now, she did say some things that I didn't know about. Things about those voting machines, Dominion voting machines, and something called Smartmatic. I guess that's the software. And if what she says is even only a little true, those systems should never again be used in America or anywhere else as far as I can tell. There are some Democrat senators, including Elizabeth Warren and Ron Wyden, who also wanted to investigate Dominion and some other companies about a year ago. They don't trust them either. So why are we even using machines that no one trusts? It sounds like everyone agrees that counting votes electronically is an invitation to cheat, and so are mail-in ballots. So let's just agree to get rid of all that, because we need to be able to trust the vote, or we don't have a country anymore. And then, on top of everything, we learned that some votes from Michigan, I think it was Michigan, were sent to Germany to be counted. If that's true, then every single person connected with voting in Michigan should be investigated and fired. You have to be a complete idiot to let people outside of the country count votes in an American election. You know, even if the outcome doesn't change, 
there needs to be some serious changes to the way we vote. Sidney Powell said she never makes an accusation that she can't prove. She's very confident that there were about 7 million votes that were switched from Donald Trump to Joe Biden, and that President Trump actually won the election in a landslide. A landslide, she says. She talked about how a lot of voting machines in about 10 cities were all shut down at once, all at the same time, she says, and that while they were shut down, people were using a mouse to change the count. She says the machines had to shut down in the middle of the night because the president was getting way too many votes, and they had to do something about that. Now, if all of those machines shut down all at once, that should be easy to prove, right? Jenna Ellis is another lawyer, and she said some things at the news conference, too. She said that what was being said at this news conference was like an opening statement at a trial. So that's the reason we were only getting an overview. The opening statement at a trial is when one lawyer gets up and says that their client is innocent and a wonderful person who would never kill anybody. And he goes to church every Sunday. And besides, he has an airtight alibi for the night the murder was committed. And the evidence will show it. Then the other lawyer gets up and walks over to the jury and says that the guy is really a despicable person, and everybody knows it. And the last time he was even near a church was when he tried to burn it down. He had motive and opportunity, and it was his gun and his fingerprints. And we have witnesses, too, who'll testify under penalty of perjury that he did it. Jenna Ellis said that they were there at that press conference just to give people an idea of what they were going to do, and that the case would be presented to some courts, and then we would all hear testimony and facts. Facts given under penalty of perjury. And we all know what that means, don't we? And once we hear those facts, President Trump will be staying at the White House for four more years, and Joe Biden, he'll be staying in his basement again. She sounds very confident, too. Very confident. But still... I was waiting for a bombshell, waiting for something that would blow me out of the water, make me realize that the radical left had stolen the election. I wasn't expecting to hear that I'd have to wait and see all of the evidence at some time in the future. I thought at the very least they could pin down the exact time of all those voting machines being shut down, but they didn't do that. I mean, we all know that there was fraud, but was it enough to change the results of the election? And couldn't we see just a little bit of the evidence? Why can't we have some leaks to the press? We always get leaks to the press, don't we? We deserve to have some leaks to the press. But we didn't get any of that. All we saw was that awful brown sweat running down Rudy's face. By the end of the press conference, I was very disappointed. I'm thinking that maybe they don't have the goods, the real hard evidence, something rock solid that they could bring into court and change everything. They're going all in on conspiracy theories and things that a judge and jury might not think is strong enough to change anything. Maybe they have made us see that election machines, electronic ones, need to be replaced and that mail-in voting isn't a very good idea. But so far, that's about it. It seems to me that this opening statement was a fishing expedition. They were laying out their case, but they really weren't putting it out there because they hope that over the next week or so, people will come forward with the actual evidence they need. Isn't it because they don't have enough evidence right now to overturn the election? If they actually had any evidence now, they wouldn't hide it, would they? 
Wouldn't they spread it all over the media so that public opinion might force the courts to act? And wouldn't that encourage even more people who know about the cheating to come forward? No, it looks like they were pushing that press conference to ask people to come forward. I'll say it again, that there was cheating in this election, and the people responsible for it should be sent to prison if they catch them. But I just don't know if it's enough evidence to make a difference. I really hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I want to hear Rudy and Sidney and Jenna celebrate and gloat. I want to hear them screaming at us. See, we told you so. We told you that President Trump won in a landslide. We told you that they cheated. We told you that all those machines all stopped at the same time, and then all of those votes were changed. You have to learn that when people say things under the penalty of perjury, they really mean it. They're telling the truth. And no one says, I told you so, better than President Trump. I want to hear him say it at a rally, a rally bigger than any rally we've ever seen. And President Trump will say, you didn't believe it, did you? Tell the truth now. You didn't believe it. Don't you feel bad now that you didn't believe it? But we were right all along. They did try to steal the election, and we caught them. The fake media knew they were trying to steal the election, but they covered it up. Look at all the red lights on the cameras turning off, folks. When the light is red, the camera is working. None of them are red now because they don't want people to hear how bad they are. We knew all along that I won by a landslide, and I got more votes than any president in history. And then the crowd would go wild, crazy wild, cheering. That's what I want to have happen. I want to be wrong, and I want there to be real evidence. But after that press conference, I'm not planning any celebrations. Any hope that I had is slowly fading away. I've always liked Rudy, but lately I've been wondering if he's lost a step. Has the game passed him by? Now there's still some small hope that there really is some evidence, maybe enough evidence to change the results of the election, and maybe win a couple of more House seats and Senate seats too. Wouldn't that be great? Look, there's still time for evidence to come out that will change everything. So I'm not ruling it out. I hope we get to see it. I hope it's uncovered, and I hope it makes a difference. Maybe Jenna Ellis is right when she says that all we've seen so far is the opening statement. And when we see all of the evidence, it'll prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that President Trump is the winner of this election. But can you blame me for beginning to feel that nothing is going to change? Can you blame me for thinking that Joe Biden is actually going to be running the United States of America? It sure as hell isn't something I'm looking forward to. But I haven't seen or heard anything yet from Rudy and his team that gives me any real hope that things will change. Maybe it would help if he'd tell us that he really does have the evidence, solid evidence, enough evidence to overturn the results of the election as in case closed. And would he be willing to sign an affidavit, a sworn statement saying that he does have the evidence? Would he sign it, say, under penalty of perjury? That might make me feel better.